Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Yay! There's a few out there who are really rip-roaring and ready to go. And it's just lovely to be able to be up here. Angus was supposed to be preaching today, but due to circumstances beyond his control, he put it out there that he needed someone to take his place. And I said, well, if no one else wants to do it, I'll do it. So here I am. Well, this is the third, and I think it's the last in our series, called white noise. Now, two weeks ago, Angus preached and he spoke about white noise in the background that can distract you. And I totally connected with that because I'm deaf, not 100% deaf, but I'm really badly deaf. And if I'm talking to someone and there's a lot of background noise, I'm absolutely hopeless. Just forget about me being in the room. Last Sunday, Emily spoke about emotions and how you can be lonely surrounded by people. Well, today, we're going to look at a different type of white noise. Basically, the stamp of approval. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega. And I pray that your words today, as they are spoken, will speak into the heart, through the ears of everyone who's listening, be they online or here in our congregation. And I want to thank you, Father God, for giving us your words through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Back in 2019, before the world went doolally with COVID, I went to Phuket for 10 days. And it was there I reignited my passion for photography. And when we got back, I signed up and did a few courses. Now, as if anyone knows a little bit about photography, you know that there is a problem in photography called white noise. And that is when random pixels are scattered all over the photo. And it can be a really big distraction. You've got this gorgeous photo, you might blow it up and it's totally out of proportion. And you can't really see what you're looking at. There is no such thing as the perfect photograph. <laughs> so early on in the piece, I stopped comparing myself to everyone else. We all have a different depth of field, symmetry, and we're all framed differently. The quality of light 
will affect your photo, just as the quality of the light of Christ affects your perception of others. A photographer needs a strong visual perception, and this is something that we also need as we look at the people who surround us and influence us. When I was younger, I was a people pleaser, desperate to get the approval. I mean, I was the class nerd, and I tried everything to get that stamp of approval. And it took me a long time to realise that it was an absolute impossibility to please everybody. Instead, after I accepted Christ into my life, I decided I wanted to be a God-pleaser. And it was my pastor back in 2000 who showed me Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Our Father doesn't want us to be people pleasers. It's more important that our actions and words please him, not others. And in the end, not everyone will like you. It's not because of something you did or said. It's just plain simple. People are people. And they choose to do whatever their mind tells them. took me a long time to realise who I am. The first time I led worship here in Gawler, <laughs> I was so busy concentrating on being the solemn, um, down-to-earth worship leader that I totally forgot who I was as a human being. And between the next time I was rostered on, to lead worship, God kept poking at me, niggling at me. Um, hello, I created you. I want you to be you. I don't want you to be a carbon copy of everyone else. Worship leaders, especially, are supposed to be individuals, not manufactured people who go out and do the same thing and say the same thing every time they get up there. So the following time that I was up there worshipping, I was as nervous as anything, and I thought, okay, God, you've been at me for a long time now. I'm going to do this your way. Well, let's just say that there were some members of the congregation that nearly fell off their chairs, wondering who is this person who's so excited to be here in church and what have they done with the solemn cleanness that was up here last time? And I was just so excited and happy to be in church. And it was wonderful to be up there worshipping and praising God and trying to get everybody as excited as I was. It's still a work in progress. You need to be a light in the dark places of this world. As Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16, you are the light of the world. 
A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And that same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And then we look at John chapter 17, verses 15 to 19. My prayer is that you take them out of the world. It's not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. These verses spoke volumes to me. After all, in, as I said, in that last verse, I'm going a bit blind here. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, and that is why the world hates you. That's a pretty powerful speech, because hate is an extremely powerful word. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. The important lesson I learned from all these experiences is that God does not want us walking on eggshells trying to please everyone. He wanted me to follow him so I can be more like him. And that's what he wants for all of us. And in that way, we can truly serve and help others. And if someone doesn't like our opinions or choices, that's okay. Live with it. We want to be God pleasers, not people pleasers. So how do you get God's stamp of approval? That's a good question. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. So we speak not to please who? Man. But to please who? God, who tests our heart. You know, some people think, no, I don't know if I'll ever be approved by God. You know, I mean, you don't know my past. You don't know the things that I've done. God would never approve of me. Well, this verse says to me that there are people in this world that have been approved by God, and I want to be one of them. God's approval motivates us to spread the gospel, to speak God's love to someone who is hurting, 
It helps you to help others receive God's stamp of approval. What will happen on that day when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ? He tells us that each one will receive what is due for what he has done, whether good or evil. God's keeping track. God knows what you do. And one day, you're going to have to give an account for it. So there are two options. Either we fear man and be persuaded by men, or we fear God and become a passive force of men. Are you persuaded or are you passive? If you're passive, then it's most likely you're an approval addict. If you live with a conscious awareness that one day you will stand before God in judgment, then that's going to really radically alter the way you live your life. Because God is watching. And we all like to set a good example, don't we? Just just look at our grandchildren. We like to set in a good example for them. So why don't you want to set a good example for God? So if we live with the conscious awareness that God is watching and we have three God-given drives within us that are actually there to motivate us to live for the approval of God. The first one, attention. Who doesn't want attention? Everybody wants their five seconds of fame. They just want to be noticed, recognised. They want their existence acknowledged. And that's not wrong. That's not sinful. As a matter of fact, I believe that is God-given. We want to stand out. We all want to think we're special. And we want to kind of stand out in our own little group. That attention drive is meant to drive you to God. Because you can have the attention of God if you would just become aware that God is inside you. You know, in Jeremiah chapter 1, God is speaking to Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is afraid because he's got all these people that are not on his side. And they're not a big fan of Jeremiah. And God says, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. In order to be released of the fear of man, we must be conscientiously aware that God is with us. In this day and age, it's most likely body piercings, tattoos, absurd clothing. People want to stand out, but they also want to fit in. But with God, you already fit in. So what do you want to hear when you face God on Judgment Day? I think it'll be well done, good and faithful servant. And guess what? You're accepted just 
the way you are. Do you know that God is really picky on who he gives his stamp of approval to? He's only ever given out one. And that was to his son Jesus, who gave his life for you on the cross. And it is through Jesus you have God's stamp of approval. You cannot do anything to get his approval. That's the bad news. You can't do it on your own. You get God's approval not by what you do, but by what you believe. The death of Jesus was full payment for everything we have ever done in disapproval. And we receive the approval of God because of what Christ has done on our behalf. We can't do it on our own. We want those gold stars. We can't earn them, no matter what we do, no matter how we treat people. But if you've got Christ living inside you, you are going to want to do it God's way, not man's way. Because Jesus said that he is the vine and we are part of it. And I don't know about you guys, but I really want to be part of that. I want to be part of Jesus. I do not want to have a bar of not being part of the Lord and Saviour. I do not want to be a part of him not in my life. And the only way we can get God's seal of approval is through Jesus Christ and his teachings. Follow the teachings of Christ. Love one another as he loved us. It doesn't mean you have to prove of what they do. Would you show them unconditional love? I mean, my eldest son, God bless him, he's nearly 40, but if you saw him walking towards you, you'd cross the street. He's built like a bulldog. He's got a mohawk and he's covered in tattoos. But he's got a heart of gold. We have a tendency to judge people by looking at them and not by looking at their heart. And that's what we need to do. We look at the heart. Then we look at the spirit. And like all good photographers, we need to let go of perfection. We have to let go of evaluating ourselves and comparing ourselves to other people. Be calm and watchful. Observe and understand emotional awareness and improve our ability to comprehend our own emotions. Learn how to recognise emotions in other people. Mindfulness is a powerful tool that creates space between action and reaction. So basically, what have we learnt today? You can't do it on your own. But with Christ, who paid the ultimate price, that horrible, 
inconceivable death on the cross to the joy of rising again because the thoughts the Father wanted. Listen to your thoughts. Take in your environment and your emotions. Look for expression, emotion, personality in everyday life. Be mindful of the simple act of gratitude. Enjoy the moment. Perspective makes your sight unique and how you see the world on a personal level. Look for the love of Christ in others and how to be like him. It will change your perspective of things and create a new way to capture the unseen. Embrace the opportunity to be yourself and let Christ guide you. You are the mortal reflection of the light of Jesus Christ. After all, God made you. So you can stand tall and proudly say, this is me, a child of the most high God. And say it with pride. Not sinful pride, but pride in the love of our Heavenly Father. Let us pray. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, Father, and we thank you for making us individuals. And we know that no matter how we try, we cannot get your stamp of approval unless we first believe in your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God, for sending your son so that we can get your stamp of approval. And we ask that you bless us so that we can show your perfect love to others and hopefully they also will receive your perfect stamp of approval. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.